Hey, I'm a big fan of the concept that we should be buying products in America. And uh, some pride comes from that. Also, some self-preservation comes from that. But it is really hard to do business in America. That's why I partner with companies like Grip6. Um, when you purchase something at Grip6, you know you're getting the true American experience and the product that you can really count on. When you buy their socks, for instance, you're supporting American ranchers who raise specially bred sheep that produce modern wool. The American manufacturer who wash that wool, process it, and weave it into socks to keep your feet warm in the winter and cool in the summer. The American business owners that have accepted the risk that comes along with only using American-made products and American labor, check out Grip6 today. Grip6, put your trust and hard-earned money in a company that does it right, right here in America. Go to Grip6.com slash Beck and save right now. Grip6, Grip6.com slash Beck. entertainment and enlightenment this is the glenn back program <laughs> well hello america uh let's see there's a couple of things on the plate pork belly prices which is the first time i think i've used those three words in conjunction with each other ever in my broadcasting career but pork belly prices are on the dole today. They are on the uh, list of things to talk about. They have risen over 100%. Uh, and that means bacon prices are about to get much, much pricier. Who do we have to thank? California. Thank you, California, for changing the way they accept pork. You have to raise it a certain way. Otherwise, you can't sell the pork to California. And because California is a big buyer, everybody needed to change. So don't worry. You liked bacon or pork? <laughs> Try to remember that feeling and that taste. Also, Dick Sporting Goods reports uh, that they have uh, they've gone down their profits, plummeted 25%. Because of organized retail theft. That's not year over year. That's quarter effort, uh, uh, over quarter. So they are down 25%. Uh, they said um, their profit has gone down from $319 million to $244 million, And that is due in large part to crime. People just coming into the store and stealing stuff. Now... Dick's Sporting Goods. I wonder if they see the irony here. Of, I mean, I'm just guessing that maybe at this point, someone with a gun might be helpful. But apparently not. Uh, not for Dick. Mm -mm. 
Does it seem sometimes like you have to drag yourself out of bed in the morning because you're going to be doing all of it again in pain? I know what it feels like to dread how bad the day is likely to be because you're hurting from most of the day. But I also know what it's like to get out of that pain thanks to Relief Factor. And if you're skeptical, I relate to that. Basically, I only agreed to take this because my wife made me do it. I wasn't going to do it. My wife said, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. I'm just trying everything. And it takes a lot. It takes a lot. I've been in back pain uh, like crazy, and it wouldn't kill my back pain. Uh, so I went and got a steroid shot, and that works. But I tell you, the daily pain that I was living in, oh my gosh, totally changes everything. Three-week quick start. Just try it. Just try it. Relieffactor.com, 800, the number four relief. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be on steroids all the time. It can't be it. Their steroids are awful. 800 for relief. 800, the number four relief. 1995, three-week quick start. Relieffactor.com, feel the difference. Oh, boy. Where do we, where do we start? Where Pork do we... belly prices. <laughs> I think I gave you enough there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could go in deeper, but uh, I don't think you need to hear about the pregnant sows. And uh, I definitely don't want to talk about pregnant sows. Okay, well, Uh, then I I think I've given you enough information. (laughs) Yeah, okay. okay. It's debate day, Glenn. I know it's debate day, and we're going to be on for the debate tonight. Yes. Blaze TV coverage of debate 2023. Number one, four, but there'll be another debate night 2023 in a few weeks. Yeah. 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 (laughs) This is the first time. Well, I don't think so, actually. I think the Blaze debate was the first time a large number of people saw all of the candidates except for Donald Trump. Um, And that was a very. And Doug Burgum. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Have we done our homework on Doug Burgum yet? Oh, I've done tons of homework on Doug Burgum. No, there's something really disturbing about him, and I don't remember what it was, but I didn't really care at the time I read it. The place he lives is very cold. Yeah. And uh, that's... uh, It wasn't the... Oh, you know what? It might have been that he didn't have weather stripping. Yes, I think it was. So it was weather stripping. It was definitely caulk related. I remember I think it was. I think it was, yeah. Something big like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, so we had that debate. This one... I don't know. I I'm anxious to see. I'm I'm hoping that this is not your typical. Don't get anything out of that debate. Debate. Yeah, I'm hoping that as well. I think you know it's an interesting one in that obviously Trump's not going to be there. But you know, in some ways, maybe this is a it's a smart. It's a the best way it could happen because mm-hmm. you get to hear these people. Uh, do their thing and and see who can shine without Trump on stage. You're going to have to take on Trump eventually if you are able to rise out of the pack. Right now, there's no reason really, as Trump has made clear, for him to want to debate these guys because he's got a big lead. But if it gets closer, I I don't think there's any doubt he will uh, debate somebody. And, you know, you think about this debate stage with Donald Trump on it. Let's say Ron DeSantis or Vivek Ramaswamy is in the middle of a great rant and you know, Donald Trump is an expert at disrupting someone else's yep. momentum. He'll yep. throw in a, a little a smear, a, you know, a little knock, a little nickname, a little joke. Mm-hmm. He'll make fun of them, and everyone laughs, and it breaks up their moment. He won't be there tonight to do that. So somebody could have a moment. Yeah, I mean, look, if you can't have a moment tonight, if you can't have a good performance tonight, you probably are not 
going to win the nomination. This is you need to have a good night. You don't have to have some, you know, big standout. Everyone's talking about. I don't know. I think I, I think DeSantis does. I think DeSantis he have a good is, performance. He has to have a great performance. There's, he has to be the guy that everybody at the end goes, yeah, yeah, it's either him or one other guy. Yeah. Uh, he can't just be one of the pack. I think that's true. I think he's got to be one of the stronger people yeah, out there. Yeah, he has to be one of two. And I think, you know, we looked at the, that in our Iowa event where I, I would say that was basically what happened, right? Yeah. He was one of the top. He wasn't, I don't know, people liked Vivek a lot in that event. Uh, but he was one of the better performers there. But I mean, there's two different races you're looking at right now, Glenn. One is the traditional race we all sort of think of, right? Where you have a, you know, what eight or nine person field. Everyone's going to try to win this in a traditional contest. And in that contest, Donald Trump is so far ahead. Um, you know, it, it, does, it feels like a one person contest right now. But of course, you're in a, you're in a race. You're trying to win. You want to have a breakout moment. You want to keep the money coming in. All that stuff is playing out on stage. The secondary contest that's going on is, hey, what if Donald Trump's in prison? And what if that shakes up the race to the point of he just either has to drop out or people run away from him because he's actually literally in jail? I'm not saying that's going to happen. But as we've said, you know, if if these people really do want to come after him and use the power of the government to do it, which I think we all would agree they do. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance that this is how this ends up. He may still win. I mean, again, I think there's a good chance we're looking at the debate in like October with Joe Biden and Donald Trump in parallel jail cells with podiums behind them. And they're both in jail uh, doing a debate together. That could be the end of this. But if you are thinking about of this as a, a secondary candidate, you're like Tim Scott. There's a rationale to say, look, go out there, be solid, show that you can be a fallback candidate if the Trump thing falls apart. If you're Nikki Haley, you don't need to go out there and try to make a spectacle of yourself to try to make up 50 points against Donald Trump tonight. You need to go out there and show you're a solid candidate that if this thing falls apart, if Trump falls apart, whether it's by him making a terrible mistake or getting thrown in prison or whatever, you're there to be a viable alternative. So both of those races are going on at the same time. And Ron DeSantis is sort of in the middle of that because he's, look, he's down by about 20 points in Iowa right now. That's a lot, but it's not an insurmountable lead. If he has a good performance, if he if he turns things around, he could, in a normal race, navigate those waters. We've seen that happen before. I mean, Howard Dean was up by how many points mm-hmm. and wound up losing to John yeah! Kerry? Yeah, I mean, it happens, right? Yeah. Someone could blow their campaign up. Mm-hmm. There's no, There's been no... Real evidence that Donald Trump is able to shake his own voters in the Republican primary to lose a race like this. But like, I think you're looking at this and saying, if you're DeSantis, you have sort of both paths. If Trump falls apart, you could be the next guy and you still have a chance to go after him. A couple other people would make that argument, I think, as well. But there's that secondary race of, look, if the government comes after Donald Trump and throws him in prison, who the hell knows what's going to happen? You might as well be there to see where the pieces fall. I believe constitutionally he could serve from prison. I think he, he can. I think he yeah. would actually be released from prison to serve and I, then go back. It's crazy to think about this. I think you're right. Yeah. I think that's probably sure. how this would play out. But can you win a general election when you're in prison? I think that would be quite a quite a task. It'll be hard. I think if they actually put him in prison, it will only help. Even in the general? Yeah. See, I think it would... I don't know that it would even help. I, I, prison, 
I don't know that that would even help him in the in the primary, let alone the general. The primary, I think, seeing him persecuted helps him. Seeing him actually unable to campaign and behind bars, I think, would be another story. But hey, I I will admit I could be completely wrong on that. When it is persecution, you yeah. become Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela. Yeah, it might work out you that know, way. It, it could very well work out that way when you when it becomes persecution, and I think. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. I mean, even people who want to throw him in jail um, know that it's kind of sketchy. It's kind of sketchy. Now, look, polling completely supports that among Republican voters. Mm-hmm. Polling does not support that among general election voters. Obviously, Democrats it's don't what? believe it, but yeah, independents but- don't believe it either. The independents overwhelmingly think that he has committed serious crimes. Now, I, look, that might change. Maybe Donald Trump can come What's out. What's the number? Can- at the top of my head, I mean, there's been several polls, but a lot of them show it in the 50s and 60s uh, to to like and a bunch of people who are undecided. So the, the, the margin is 20, 30 points in a lot of these polls on that question. Now, that could change. Look, Trump might be able to convince people when, when people see the charges and start following this more closely. He could change those people. It's not a foregone conclusion, but it's also not a foregone conclusion. It's going to help him. I mean, I don't know. It's a weird thing to say, but like being behind bars makes campaigning difficult. Right? Like it's, it's hard to do. It might, I'm not, in this country at this time, it may very well turn out in an unexpected way, but I don't know. I think it's a very difficult thing to pull off in a general election. Uh, And honestly, it might be hard to pull off in a, uh, in a primary as well. I mean, I think there's an argument to be made by some of these other candidates. Hey, look, I know you like Donald Trump. He's a good president. He did things that we all like, but no one's charging me with a crime right now. I'm not going to be behind bars. I'm not going to have to deal with this. Even though you might think it's unfair, we have to have a president who's able to do his job and not be constantly focused on, you know, what legal wranglings he's dealing so with. So here are the things basis. that come to mind on that. Um, if I heard a candidate say that today, I would think, uh, self-serving. I think you're right. That's how people would take it. It's why the, these candidates aren't saying it. Yeah. And then the other <laughs> thing I would think is you fool. You think you're not going to get the same treatment, but Donald Trump didn't get the same treatment in 2016. He wasn't being thrown in prison in 2016. No, but he eventually get- became a guy who was trying to be thrown in prison, but that's after he won and had a, had a term and a whole second. Remember a second election where he was also not being charged with a crime. This is this is new. This is new even for Donald Trump. This is the first time he's run for president with possibly being thrown in prison. And so I think like it is completely true that, yes, they will come for you eventually. Mm -hmm. But like it's another thing to be in the middle of them coming for you. It's look, it's going to be hard. We even look at this for uh, for money reasons. The the support for Donald, you know, one of his super PACs raised uh, 15 million dollars and then spent 30 million dollars on attorneys. Now, look. Donald Trump is a billionaire. To me, if I'm Donald Trump, and I'm not, but this is the time I'm spending my money. Like, what else are you holding it on for? To to, to act, right? He's supposed to go to do a fundraiser for Rudy Giuliani's legal defense where they hope to raise $100,000. How could that possibly be worth his time? Give Rudy Giuliani's lawyers as much money as they want. Who cares? You've got a billion, $10 billion Rudy Giuliani should be kept happy at all costs right now. 
And I don't understand what the priority would be to try to raise money from your voters. You're going to need to give you money for your campaign. Knock these legal worries out. Money is, is the least of his problems. But it does seem to be the strategy to just try to raise this dollar by dollar and churn it out. I don't know. It seems to me to be the time that, like, if you got a large personal fortune, this is the time to invest it. You know, he, I mean, maybe he's not taking it seriously, uh, you know, as far as he's been able to survive these things so many times. Every time a challenge has come up against him, he said, screw it. I'm going to power through it and I'm going to win. As you know, you've talked to him before about this. He's sort of like a power of positive thinking type of guy. People think of Trump as so mm-hmm. negative, but he he speaks things into existence. Yes, he does. And he's talked about that in previous books. Like this is his mindset. Maybe he's just thinking, look, I'm going to push through this just like I pushed through everything else. But if we if what we always talk about and what you've covered so many times on your show is true, that there is a, a deep state that is coming after this guy with unending fury, there's a good chance they're going to come through this and punish him in a serious way. And these legal ramifications may be real. They've got 91 charges against him. Are they going to go 0 for 91? Maybe they will. But I certainly would be thinking about what happens if the alternative occurs and doing everything I could to make sure it doesn't. Well, the one to watch tonight, uh, I think there are two of them. Um, Everybody else is Pretty much, I think if they have a really great night, if Nikki Haley has a great night, she'd be back maybe somewhat in the running. I think people's minds are pretty solid. I've never seen America like this. Pretty solid on Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And then, it, re- to, in my opinion, it only comes down to two other people. Um, and that's Ron DeSantis and Ramaswamy. Tonight, the two to watch are those two. If somebody else comes out swinging and does something really surprising, it could change everything. But Ramaswamy can leapfrog DeSantis tonight, and DeSantis could put a lot of distance between him and Ram and uh, him and Ramaswamy if one of them uh, connects with the audience and uh, connects with probably the jaw of one of the other. Uh, candidates back in just a second you need to have self-reliance as a tool you keep that tool in your back pocket for when emergency situations arise let me ask you if things go sideways there are food shortages who do you trust joe biden's government they might send you 700 dollars if your kids are vaporized in a fire congratulations on that you'll be sitting on uh your floor asking yourself why didn't i get the emergency food Remember, it is always better to have emergency food and not need it rather than to suddenly need it and not have it. Fortunately, I know the place to go. It is my Patriot Supply. Go to preparewithglenn.com right now and you'll save $200 on your three-month emergency food kit from my Patriot Supply. Enjoyed a wide range of delicious meals offering 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. Stock up piles before the panic sets in everywhere else. Free shipping is automatic. Your order ships fast. Go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So the Washington Examiner came up with 15 questions that they think need to be asked tonight. And I just want to... I want to read these to you. You know how we've always said, oh, it's the most important election of all time. I want you to listen to these questions. 
because it really shows you how much trouble the country is in. Total household debt reached a record of $17 trillion this month, including a record of $1 trillion of credit card debt alone. Some people are carrying credit card debt that carries with it 24 to 35% interest rates. How big of a threat to the economy are these levels of debt? And what will you as president do to address the issue? The problem that I have with this question and all of these questions is the last sentence. How big of a threat to the economy is this debt? And what are you as president going to do about it? I, I, it, it just becomes garbage and vomiting, political mm. vomiting after that. Yeah, because you just have an open-ended, I'm going to say something good about this topic. Yeah. You know, it's just you're feeding the candidates. I mean, I, I guess it's a way to direct them in a, to give them that part of their, sp- their stump speech. The average home mortgage rate is up 7.5%, the highest since 2000. It locks many people into their homes with a much lower 2 to 3% interest rate, and it prevents many young people from buying their first homes. What will you do to make the housing more affordable? These two questions really need to just say this. Household debt is at $17 trillion. Credit card debt is at $1 trillion. Mortgage rates are 7.5 and expected to go higher. People are struggling. What do you believe the cause of all of this is? And if that person doesn't say our horrid fiscal policy as a nation coupled with central banks all around the world and specifically the Fed, I have no time for you. No time for you. That's that's what I want to hear. What is the problem? Well, you know, uh, the farm bill is coming up and we've got to do more for the farmers and the farm bill and the farm bill and farm bill. And I'm going to put some more regulation on the banks and the banks are bad and banks, 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 banks. I want to hear what you believe the problem is, because if you can't identify the actual problem, you'll never solve it. Never. What's the problem? College and universities cost too much money, won't deliver marketable skills. What what reforms would you bring to our nation's higher education system? What refor- I'd shut it down. Back shut it down. Right. That's what I would do. Shut it down. Okay, you could spend the night lying on some old newspaper you flattened out, maybe half a curtain you found someplace. But let's be honest, when you go to sleep, you want to sleep on the most comfortable, coolest, softest sheets you can get your hands on. The Giza Dream Sheets. You've helped build MyPillow into the company that it is today, and Mike Lindell wants to give you a great night's sleep. Now he's given back with his Giza Dream Sheets. They're at the lowest price ever, coming in at $29.98 with a promo code BECK. They come in multiple colors, styles, sizes. They're ultra soft, breathable, extremely durable. So upgrade your bedding and enhance your night's sleep with the best cotton sheets in the mark on the market. Let Mike Lindell continue to give you the best night's sleep you've ever had. 
Remember, MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special square, and check out the sale on the Giza Dream Sheets. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117 for these great limited-time specials at MyPillow.com. 800-966-3117. Remember, promo code BECK. The best debate coverage, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is debate and at youtube.com slash America for the after show. Welcome to the uh, program. Over the weekend, Ezra Levant, uh, the Rebel News founder, host of the Ezra Levant show, um, Rebel News is kind of like the blaze in uh, Canada. Uh, they are really, really great reporters. Um, they do a lot of really great work. And currently, they're doing the truth about Maui.com. Uh, and Ezra was out in Maui, and he joins us now. Hello, Ezra. Hi, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. So tell me what you saw and what is happening the I, I saw a report yesterday where reporters and other people were asking the mayor how many children are missing and the mayor said i don't know and they're like come on of course you know yeah. how many children yeah. what is happening it's so extremely sad and um i, I want to make the comparison to 9-11 obviously this was not an evil terrorist attack but the devastation on this small town called Lahaina which has about 12,000 people is disproportionate it's hundreds and hundreds of people were burnt alive and the place is stunned people are well let me give you an example I met someone who had a friend who refused to get a DNA sample because they're matching that's one of the ways they're trying to identify these burnt bodies and this person said no 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 um my my loved one's gonna come back any any day now i I, the story was told to me by someone else on the ground in lahaina so they're taking dna tests because they're identifying bodies there are sniffer dogs uh, by police and um from all across america who have flown to maui and they're going through the burnt remains but people are in denial they're from shock. They're saying, no, no, they'll, they'll come back alive. It's almost like in 9-11 in New York. Mm-hmm. When people said, no, no, he'll come home. He'll come home. I know it. And the pain and the sorrow is so deep. And But the, imagine hundreds and hundreds of people missing in a community that small. There's no family that's left untouched. And when you understand the depth of the wound to that small community, other things start to make sense. Let me give you an example. I saw before I went over on Twitter, some people saying, well, police are locking down the area. They're not letting journalists right, in. Right. What are they covering up? And that, that was one of the reasons I went out there. I thought, yeah, that's odd. Mm-hmm. Why aren't they letting journalists in? So I arrived myself. And, uh, and as I was in the taxi going to Lahaina, there was indeed a police checkpoint. And they pulled us over. Well, Glenn, it's because... There's, there's homes that they don't want to have looted, and it, it would be like a 9-11, again, a, ter- a terrible comparison, but it's one that seems to fit. 
you wouldn't just allow anyone to go traipsing through ground zero when there's still Correct. recovery efforts going on. Correct. Now, I, I managed, they said, show us proof you live there or we won't let you through. Well, I was bringing with me a Starlink radio dish because a satellite dish because where we were going, cell phone service and Internet still wasn't up for two weeks there to be knocked out. So I, I showed the cop that I was bringing this dish in for people and he let me go through. And, and indeed, that was one of the uh, interesting things is that uh, imagine this terrible thing happened to the community, but no Internet. No phones, nothing that runs on the internet, like credit card machines. So any businesses, restaurants, whatever in the area, all shut down. And um, I talked to one uh, husband and wife who said that they hadn't seen any help for days. Uh, the first official interaction they had was an airplane, they said, flying by with loudspeakers, telling them about closures and where to get help. Like imagine a slow-moving airplane with loudspeakers sort of saying do this do that um like it like it was it was a stunning destruction of the community and then putting them in a kind of silence um and in fact when we brought the starlink we were staying in a in a in an apartment we we gave people in the apartment complex the the you know the, the wi-fi password to the satellite and it was the first time they had access to news about what had happened to them and everything else had been word of mouth. So, um, so anyway, my point is, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, we, we only have a couple more minutes left and I, I just oh. want to know um, that, you know, there, there are, I, I saw your report over the weekend. There's a lot of people that are, are now helping. Um, and I know they refused FEMA help. Thank God. Um, it, but the government of Hawaii is disturbing the governor saying we're just going to take this land and make it into, you know, memorial. Then uh, Joe Biden saying that we're going to build back better. We're going to build better homes uh, all the way to we didn't turn on the water. We didn't turn off the electricity in time uh, and we didn't blow the the air horn. Well, you know, the air siren is one thing, but you. Are you telling me you don't have any emergency response? There's no like Amber Alert for everybody's phones in Hawaii. You couldn't access that. It doesn't make any sense. None of it. Well, and and that's the thing is that uh, around um, Maui they have these poles with sirens on them, alarms, and they test them. The the, the residents told me the first of every month. And it's for tidal waves. It's for other catastrophes. They didn't turn them on. And the official response was we didn't want people going to the fire because people would have thought it was a tsunami, the government said. They would not so have didn't thought want it was. I, well, <laughs> I know, it's a crazy thing. So they had these sirens that never went off. And you're right about this Amber Alert system. You might remember a while back, there was a false al- alarm in Hawaii about an inbound yes, missile. Right. And, they, and that panicked everybody. So, uh, it, and you, you, had, you had terrible government failure that compounded everything and and then the reaction by the president i think shocked and hurt people his first comment was no comment and and that stung people we saw residents who had that that word no comment and a huge banner on their house when the president came by people were giving the finger to the motorcade our reporters saw and and even when he was there joe biden talked about himself and a little kitchen fire he had when he was younger, he was tone deaf 
And, the, and I heard the FEMA guy on the radio when I was driving in Maui. And, oh, and we've given $3 million. And I thought, oh, my God, there are hundreds of houses burnt to a crisp. There's probably, God forbid, up to a thousand people that have been killed. And, and I, I just, and you know what people were saying is comparing the amount of help versus the amount of help that Ukraine got. And I, and this is a very Democrat voting place, but they were just, it, it, this isn't even a partisan thing. They felt so totally ignored, betrayed, and undone by their own government. But Glenn, the number one feeling is tragedy and loss and, and grief. And they haven't even, in many cases, come to terms with the scale of the damage. And then, yeah, the weird things like the governor saying, well, we want to essentially expropriate the land for our own purposes. Now that feeds conspiracy theories. I tell you, it, it, the, the pain in that place, Glenn, um, I just can't help but think of 9-11 because this was Maui's 9-11 wow. in terms of death toll and failure of systems. And the, this wound will, will take a, a lifetime to heal. Ezra, I think that you and I are both uh, like uh, brothers from a different mother because I know you've raised with your audience an awful lot of money to to help the people in Maui. And uh, Mercury One is up to about a million and a half now that we have uh, sent out. Um, and uh, I just appreciate your heart and your reporting. Thanks for being on with us. Thank you, my friend. You bet. Thank you very much. Um, let me uh, play something. You know, when he talks about the pain, I, I want to play something that uh, – I saw last night, and this is this is just a regular person that was angry with Biden's speech, and I, I just want you to hear the depth of this guy. Cut three, please. It is almost impossible to believe that this guy, that this old man, this Walmart greeter, this uh, fake installed president, one, why the f- is his wife with him wherever he goes? We didn't hire this person. I didn't hire you, Joe. You're a traitor. I know what you are. I know what Kamala is. I know what the Democratic Party is. And I know that we have a constitutional crisis of epic proportion. But hearing you talk about your house that, you know, had a little fire. You almost lost your cat in your Corvette. There are children that were incinerated to ash. You old man. You vile human being. The only way you feel you're able to communicate and, and you have some kind of, you know, you're so out of touch with the common man, you don't even understand how to speak to them. The only way you think you can establish commonality with them is to lie. That the same thing happened to you, no matter what the tragedy is. Your son wasn't killed in action, by the way. Your house didn't burn down. Your children weren't burned to death. How dare you get up there and speak this way? Your job is to go there and assuage them in a way that you talk to them about their loss. That you can't imagine what it's like. That you can't imagine what it's like never to find the bodies of the poor children that were sent home from schools that died alone. Alone. In fear. Without their parents or a guardian. That the most abhorrent thing happened. You're a disgusting, despicable You're too old. So I think I, you need to step yeah, we down. can stop. I think he is very clear. I saw this last night and what I what I pulled from it was your Corvette and your cat while children 
were incinerated, incinerated alone by themselves. That's true. And how we have a government, it's not just him. The whole government seems really unresponsive to the people at all. To say you gave, oh, we gave $3 million. This audience has given half that. This audience has given half of that. What are you talking about? You gave $3 million. By the way, you started with 1.7. But it's more than just money. It's, it's by just telling people the truth. When the governor could not, or the mayor of Maui could not say how many kids are missing. You know he knows the number. We, we know there's, what, was it, what is it, 1,076 a, a, a people that are missing, something like that. We know the number. Are you telling me we have no idea if they're kids or not? Of course you know that number. Why won't you say it? Are you trying to ease us into that number? It's really manipulative and grotesque. I wonder if this is going to be brought up. I, 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 I hope not at the debate because then everybody will give their usually fakey little, oh, I'm so upset kind of thing just so they're, they don't look like Joe Biden. But I go back to what we were talking about when we were talking about tonight's debate. What I hope we see. What, what is the real problem in Maui? What is the real problem? It's not global warming. It's not global warming. It is a government that seems to lack the compassion for people. The compassion, and honestly... The fear of the people, which kept them more afraid of the global warming people, kept them more afraid of them to, we, we can't turn off the solar panels, we can't turn off the electricity, we can't arm the fire hydrants and put the water into the fire hydrants because water is more sacred than people. All the way down to, you know, my Corvette and my cat. And by the way, Joe, another thing, the firefighters got there within 20 minutes of it uh, starting fire. They had it under control. By the time they got there, they came in quickly and had it under control. It was a small kitchen fire. And you said you stood there and watched these heroes. No, you didn't. You were you were giving a speech at the time in Washington, D.C. How were you possibly at home? How did you see this? My gosh. So the first the first thing, you know, when we talk about finances, I hope we talk about the Fed tonight because that is the root of our problem. Our central bank and the corruption with our government and Fed. What is the problem in Maui? A government that does not care about the people. It doesn't put people over its progress. Back in a minute. 
Last year alone, there were over 1.1 million reports of identity theft. We depend so much on the digital world these days, both in our personal lives and our business. And one of the things that comes along with that increased vulnerability to cybercrime uh, is uh, our ability to lose absolutely everything. It is important that you're protected. Every time you go online at any time, somebody could be trying to steal your personal information and identity and start uh, and start uh, taking what's yours away from you. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect your life. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock. They, they will um, lock you down as tight as anyone can. It's constantly changing this threat, but they're the best in the business. Join now, save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's lifelock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, tonight, it's going to be a fun night at Blaze TV. Yes. We're all getting together, and we have a pre-show and a post-show, and, of course, all of our comments during the debate. You can uh, check us out. Join the family, blazetv.com. That's blazetv.com. Go there now. Use the promo code DEBATE and get 25 bucks off, and we'll see you tonight. Uh, we begin at 8 p.m. The Eastern. Back program. 